Is God's mind already made up? Is he unbending in his decision-making? Has he already decreed everything that is about to happen and uh, has happened and ever will happen? Or is he more uh, flexible? Is he more responsive towards us? Well, this is Considerate, where we're considering questions about life, theology, and the church. This is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions that regard life, theology, and the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 474747, and we'll consider those questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit us at redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Consider It. As always, let's start right up top with our question for today. Um, The question submitted says this, Can we change God's mind? Uh, Asking specifically from reading Exodus 32, 1 through 35, when Moses intercedes on behalf of the Israelites and God relents from destroying them. So, yeah, yeah, really, really interesting question we're getting into uh some theological uh attributes about god that's right these Um, are deep theological waters yeah for sure you know as we go into this question you know the obviously the two things uh contending are obviously god is immutable you know we know that he doesn't change he's the same yesterday today and forever we we love that truth we sing about that truth every sunday um but the you know the scripture that the user is obviously um, referencing is is the scene when Moses goes up on to Mount Sinai where God has given him yep. the, the famous Ten Commandments, and down at the down at the base of the mountain, <laughs> the old Israelites gotta love them. They are uh, making a calf, a golden calf, and they are worshiping the calf. That's right. Uh, Things ain't going so great at the bottom of the mountain. Right, right. They're making idols, uh, which is you know. We can go on on another tangent of just the 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 wrong form of worship that they're doing, you know, that becomes idolatry. Um, but you know, then God has a conversation with Moses and says, you know, he's his he explains his disposition towards sin. He's upset. He's angry, and he wants to destroy them. Yeah. And then Moses famously, you know, tells him to to remember the promises, remember the covenants he's made, and to and to spare them to to uh, relent. Yeah. And then uh, depending on what translation. You, uh, of Bible you're reading, uh, it says that God relented. Yep. It says God repented, or some translations even say God changed His mind yep. and uh, obviously did not kill the Israelites. So that's right. It's very interesting, very interesting because obviously, like it's like what does that mean, right? Because yep. it's literally saying God changed His mind, God repented, God relented, and all those words uh, in other places are used to uh, describe. You know, there's other parts in the Bible where it says God is not like man who changes his mind. Same yeah. word. Yeah. Same word. So, how do we, I guess, <laughs> reconcile these two things, right? God is unchanging yeah. and and scripture affirms that. But yet here, it seems like scripture is affirming that he has changed his mind. That's right. That's right. That's right. This is a good question. I love uh, questions like this. And uh, we're diving into deep theological waters. But, you know, right. just even as we begin and, and to untangle this, what I love about the question is uh, whoever submitted it is clearly reading their Bible. Right. And, right. and I love when we get questions submitted like this that are derived out of people's uh, time with the Lord, reading right. the scriptures and trying to make sense of it. And we kind of get 
two different types of questions submitted oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, okay, we're, we're living life and circumstances around us, um, you know, uh, bring up a question. We come to the Bible uh, based on our circumstances. And then there's questions like this that are, uh, we're in the Bible and the question is drawn out of it. And so this yeah. obviously falls in that second category. Yeah. And as a pastor, that gets me excited. Like someone is reading their Bible and asking great yeah. theological questions For sure. and uh, wrestling with the Bible and, uh, and wanting to understand it clearly. Yeah. So, um, and so this one is one of those uh, classic passages of uh, what not to do, you know, <laughs> in following the Lord. You right. Know? Uh, the Israelites, as you pointed out, are forgetful and and uh, and uh, and faithless. Right. You Worshiping know? other things. Things have gotten hard. They're yeah. out in the wilderness, mm-hmm. and so now they're like, we want to go back the other way, and this God surely didn't lead us into this, and so they're just like. Uh, it, it's just a massive fail, and right. uh, and God rightfully, rightfully has threatened to uh, to destroy them there to for there to be uh, consequences for their sin, right? And uh, and and God is not wrong in in threatening that, mm-hmm. and uh, and and they uh, are and the Israelites knew that. I mean, this wasn't like new information for them. Um, they knew the conditions of the of the covenant, and uh, if they chose to disobey the Lord to worship other idols, you know, this is Exodus thirty two. This comes. Yeah. After the Ten Commandments, they've been mm-hmm. given to them, and uh, and they they know uh, they know what's expected. Right, right. The, at this point, the law has been given, and so we know what the consequences for for right. sin is uh, yeah. and, and its death. Yeah. Um, let's. I, I think it, it's an interesting, obviously a really interesting topic. Let's start with, uh, you know, okay. So can God change His mind? Well, let's yep. first look into the implications if. Yep. He could change his mind, right, okay? Yeah. So, let's say if God could change his mind, well, we're getting into some sticky situations because obviously other parts of Scripture explicitly uh, affirm that God is immutable, that he yeah. does not change. In fact, the, the Scriptures are, that use that say that, they're actually contrasting it to man, who man is mutable and we change our minds and yeah. we're fickle. Yeah. Yet God is not. He he is the same. Yeah, yeah. he's faithful. He's consistent. He's right. reliable. Um, he's always true to his word. Right. And that's what that's what sets him apart. Exactly. Is because he can always be counted on. Exactly. It's not. There's never just this like. Um, the, uh, like you said, fickle or whimsical nature to God, where we yeah. don't know what to expect about mm-hmm. Him. Okay, is today He angry? Yeah. You know, did He wake up on the wrong side of the bed, so to speak, this morning? Right. And uh, we have to walk gingerly with Him. Mm-hmm. Have the rules changed at all? You know, is by the manner in which we're saved, is is our relationship, you know, rocky today or, or not? No, with God, it's consistent and faithful, and that's what sets Him apart. Right. If if we if we entertain the fact that he can change his mind, then not only are we, you know, putting in ourselves in a situation where scripture is contradicting scripture, which we know that that can't be, yeah. but also we're making God to be more like you know, like a like Greek mythology of the gods who, you know, their moods change and so they yeah. act differently towards, you know, how yeah. how they're being. Yeah. And uh and then how can we take God on his promises? Yep. You know, if we know if how how can we trust the faithfulness of God if he can change his mind? Right. Right. So I think it's it's deductively we can say, okay, it, it's not really logical to think that God can change his mind. Um, but obviously again, this scripture 
uh, is pretty explicit and it sounds like it. Right. Um, right. So I think it's, it's important to first start with God's, God's plans, his purposes, his perfection, his character yeah. is unchangeable. Yeah. You know, God That's is, right. God is forever. He is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. Yeah. Um, that will never change. His character cannot change. He's loving. He's just. Yeah. He's just. He's merciful. Yeah. All of those things. The other thing that doesn't change is, is his, which is an interesting point, is his wrath against sin. Yeah, that is unchanging. He yeah. has wrath for sin. You right. know, um, that's the whole story of redemption is about God's wrath towards sin being. You know, one of yeah. the points is that the wrath for sin has to be satisfied. The debt has to be paid. Right. Yeah. Those things don't change. God's plans, when he sets something into motion, what he wills to be done uh, is going to happen. Right. You know, if God has something to be, has purposed for something to be, man can't, we can't intervene, we can't uh, stop it. Right. Um, per se. Right. Um, but yet, it's important to know God's plan is unfolding yeah. to us. Right. You know, we from don't, our perspective. Right. From it's our unfolding. perspective, yep. it is unfolding yeah um and so i think in answering this question and specifically in this passage it's 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 interesting what moses you know in the conversation between him and god he says he 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 talks about the promise that god had already made yeah you know the promise to preserve his people obviously jesus is eventually coming from from this so come quickly lord right um Jesus is coming from from these people, and so obviously these people have to be preserved. Yeah. Um, so I think does God change His mind in this situation where He He shows His mercy? Yeah. Upon the the Israelites, no, I don't think He does. I think, uh, like you said, He He threatens, He warns because yeah. there is a wrath towards sin that God's have that yeah. God has, and I think that's even a point for us to, like we mentioned a couple weeks ago. To take sin seriously. Yeah. God takes it very seriously. He tells Moses to go away to let him be in his anger towards this sin. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but Moses, another I think another point for us, he prays, he prays yeah. to God yeah. to intercede for for God's people. Right. And and God has mercy right. on them, which again is perfectly consistent with God's character. This is not right. God being um, out of the ordinary. Yeah. Constantly we see throughout scripture that God has a disposition towards sin. Yeah. There's an e- intermediary, you know, in this case it's Moses um, for the Israelites. Yeah. And then God being rich in mercy yeah. shows his kindness and mm. and uh, he forgives. Right. It sounds like the gospel. Yeah. Right yeah, right? yeah, doesn't, yeah it does. doesn't that sound like the gospel? Right. That's right. I think it's helpful to maybe to categorize it. You know, can we change God's mind? I don't, that, that might be unhelpful language. Right. Um, that's why I like the ESV's translation here that God relented. I think it's probably the best yeah. uh, translation and the most helpful understanding or the way to categorize it in our mind. Because can we change God's decrees? No. Does mm-hmm. God change his character? Is he volatile in that? You know, what well, we've established that no, you know, um, he's not. Um, but he can relent from his threatenings, mm-hmm. you know. And his so warnings. in this passage, he's yeah. warned or threatened real punishment that will happen. The mediator steps in, refers back to the char- the unchanging character of God, mm-hmm. uh, refers to his reputation among the nations and uh, and his uh, and his 
covenant that he made back with Abraham. Mm-hmm. And there's this very similar scene in, back in Genesis and when God is coming to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, right. you know, and, and Abraham pleads uh, there. And, you know, if, if there's just, you know, it gets down, if there's just one righteous person, you know, yeah. uh, let him be spared. Yeah, even and, even and, in Jonah, yeah. you know, with Nineveh. Right. And so, uh, and in each of those, the mediary or the mediator um, appealing to the unchanging character of God, uh, appealing to the covenants of God, appealing to his reputation among the nations uh, as a God who's both just and also the justifier, um, and uh, and God relents. And God always responds to that. This Mm -hmm. isn't an attitude of God's like, uh, you know, that he's somehow fickle or volatile in it. It, 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 It's in the same way, you know, we're just appealing to God's unchanging nature. He responds to humble repentance. He responds to uh, to lowliness. He responds to those who express their their need um, through repentance and confession, and right. uh, and that's what he's doing here. So mm-hmm. it's it's not necessarily that he's just like, oh, okay, I'm changing course here. Like I didn't know that you're going to do this, but it's just what he does yeah it's what he does constantly right and uh you know if we think of like humanity well all of us are under the wrath of god right like we come that's, we're that's sinful going. uh people and and when we come to the lord mm. in repentance and faith through christ um yeah. and have with through faith in christ you know in a sense god relents yeah his wrath mm-hmm. that is just towards us for our sin and rebellion against him and uh and and shows us great mercy in saving us. Yeah, it's 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 actually it's beautiful the 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 parallel of mm. this story towards, you know, the story of redemption like you're saying. God has a disposition towards our sinful leanings, yeah. you know. Yeah. We deserve uh the the wages of sin is death, right? Yeah. That's what we deserve. And yet Christ steps in as the mediator and and he is like he's an intercess he's interceding for us yeah. so that we can be justified in God's eyes yeah. and God's response then response you know take that for what sure. that is um he shows mercy and, right. and he loves us and he calls us to himself right. um so yeah i mean i think there's not there's not a a god a moment of god changing his mind being fickle right. like you said i think that, that's a great way to think about it like the thing that god has decreed the yeah. things he sets in motion the promises he made yeah. uh we can bank on those right right they're they're yeah. done they're yeah. as good he's as not done. going back on his promises right. he's not going back on his covenant right this isn't like you know uh some bank loan or investment that you make that's volatile based on the market right and, you know infected by or affected rather by the weather and you know changing buying patterns and yeah. and all those things no god is is Set in stone what he's decreed or promised, uh, made a covenant towards um, his character. All those things are unchanging, and so right. we can bank on it. And yet, and then we see things like this. And so, what's what's r- really kind of the confusing part is because we're finite humans, and so uh, the Bible writers and and even we we think in terms of this anthropomorphic language. Right. Like we put these human characteristics right. upon God in order to describe Him mm-hmm. and to describe His workings and things. And and yet we can't take that too far in right. order to somehow minimize God to human standards exactly. in the same way. And so that's where like, you know, changes mind can be kind of unhelpful sometimes in a way to think about it. And yet, but, uh, but to think of God relenting towards the humble, repentant person Mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, is, is, is the right way to look at it. God does do that. Right. Um, 
but again, based out of his consistent character and uh, and and his covenant toward his people. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, another really good point to get out of this passage that the that the user is referencing is mm-hmm. is the fact that God, God had a disposition towards the people of Israel because of their sin. Yeah, and Moses prayed. Mm-hmm. Moses prayed. Yeah. And God relents. Yeah. I think that's that's an important, that's not to be missed for us as right. Christians today where we can often get into this like heady, like space where, well, God, God is sovereign. He's, he's all knowing. He's all powerful. Yeah. What then do I, like, I don't need to do anything. I could just sit back and God's purpose is unfolding. He doesn't yeah. need why me. Why do I need to pray? Right. Like, I, exactly. Why do I need to pray? He knows what I'm thinking. He knows yeah. what I need. And yeah. most of yeah. all, like, he's working out his will right. regardless of me. So right. then what action do I need to take? Right. Um, this, Which, by the way, is not biblical, a biblical view of the Bible. That's fatalism. Right. And, which right. is not a biblical view of the workings and sovereignty of God. Right. Uh, one of the one of the beautiful things that we see in this passage is that God is sovereignly and sovereignly works out his will through us, through his yeah. people. Like we are the hands and feet of, of Jesus and God is sovereignly working out his plan through yeah. us. Like what a great privilege that us flawed, sinful people. God has chosen us, yeah. and He uses us to work out His will. Amen. He uses Moses, in this case, uh, to pray, to intercede for the people of Israel, yeah. to then work out His will in showing in showing mercy towards them. Right. I think he's, that's... Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, he's, he's sovereign over the ends, right. but also through the means, exactly. and He has sovereignly chosen to work through the means of prayer, mm-hmm. through us uh, asking and uh, praying for things of making requests of us uh, praying you know humble confessional uh, repentant prayers mm-hmm. God is sovereign over those means to orchestrate his will yeah yeah and, and this is all part of his covenant you referred to it yeah. earlier and you know in the specifically in, in Exodus 32 here he, he, you know he needs to preserve these people, and he has. He's still preserving them to this day. Right, and uh, you know the Messiah would come from them, and and there's a massive you know plan through their life, and yeah. David hadn't come, and all these things, and so the way that he was doing that and going to preserve them, stay true to his word, mm-hmm. was through this through humble, this prayer. repentant prayer yeah. of uh, Moses uh, and asking God to relent, and so that's where Moses is right in referring back to and praying humbly. Yeah, God, hey, you said. You were going to do this. You yeah. made this covenant, and uh, and God's, you're right. Yeah. I am, and this is how I'm going to keep it. And yeah. I'm going to relent uh, through the means of your prayers. And uh, now God is still true to His word, right? And uh, and those people are preserved. Yeah, and like we said, like like God's God's plans are are not changing. His right. purpose is going to be accomplished. Yeah. And so we can we can we can. I mean, obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, sure. uh, and we have the privilege of having all of scripture and we can read it yeah. and know know the 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 beginning and then the end right yeah. but god's purpose and plan was always to preserve the israelites yeah. you know uh and like you're saying he works sovereignly yeah. through moses's prayer this right. is not we're not we're not really talking necessarily about the purpose of prayer today but right. man like think of the importance and the power that prayer has that god not 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 only in this instance but like we said earlier like uh with um sodom and gomorrah with nineveh and, and jonah like mm-hmm. prayer is what god uses yeah. to then in turn sh- show mercy to these people and to and to in effect i mean 
um, change his disposition of sin, yeah. uh, his wrath towards sin, and to show mercy towards repentance. Right. It's what he does with us. Right. You know what right. I mean? It's what he does with us. It's, it's amazing. It's awesome. Right. right. I mean, the, the, all of our lives uh, as believers are an outworking of this same thing, you know, yeah. of God relenting towards mm-hmm. us uh, and, uh, and and doling out the punishment for our sin uh, upon us. And so, um, so we see this all the time. It's actually, it's actually pretty beautiful when we see yeah. it in the right context mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and see God's greater purposes, you know, even with our limited finite understanding, but we see some more of the beauty and the intricacies of God's dealings with his people. And that should really inspire greater worship right. uh, for us and give us greater hope you know like right. this what this passage can god change his mind well you know like it, just think very specifically of you know there's people that come to mind who are apart from god right now yeah who you know are metaphorically worshiping idols who are far from god and uh um and whose judgment is upon them who right. are under the wrath like of there's, god there's wrath towards them and and yet god may through my prayers, mm-hmm. you know, or the person in your life, through your prayers, yeah. may relent towards them. Yeah. And and that's God's divine prerogative through right. our prayers right. and through or through their prayers of as we pray for them. And uh and and this is actually a very hopeful thing right. as we uh as we as we think about this. And and that's let that even just here's like a way of very practical application as you pray for somebody, your unsaved person, mm-hmm. um, you know, a family member, a spouse, friend, neighbor, whoever it might be, you know, as you're praying, pray and appeal to these things. Oh God, like God, right. you have uh, uh this appeal to his reputation. Imagine the glory you would get if this person yeah. came to Christ. Appeal to his promises. You said that all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved, and so yeah. you know, let the, uh, would this person call upon the name of, of the Lord and and you know appeal to reputation of God to God's promises. Yeah, yeah in, and uh, it's, praying. It's interesting how you, that you say that. I mean, by no coincidence, but like that's what Moses does. Moses says, yeah. "God, did you did you want to bring these people out of Egypt to then destroy them, yeah. or or did can you bring them out for your glory? Yeah, you know, and he, like you said, he's appealing to God's glory, to God's promises that he's already made, to yeah. his consistent character." Amen. And um, what an awesome thing that for us, God's sovereignty, because really that's what that's what we're talking about at the core of this, God's sovereignty and God's um, immutability, the fact yep. that he doesn't change, yep. uh, is that should that scare us? Yeah. But it shouldn't. Rather, like you said, it's, it's comforting. Yeah. And it's comforting to know that he constantly shows us that he's sovereignly working uh, and he works through our prayers he yeah. can do that he can use our prayers to sovereignly accomplish his his purposes Amen. And so yeah like you're saying we should we should intercede for people we should be the ones uh, leading in prayer for our families for our cities for the unsaved right. and and God's there to be to to fulfill his purposes Amen. and he's always going to do that amen yeah. amen what great hope that we have in uh, in our unchanging God well Thanks for tuning in to Consider It, a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas, where we are taking on questions regarding life, theology, and the church. If you'd like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 474747. To learn more about our church, visit us at redemption.bible. We thank you for your support and listening, and we hope that you'll join us next week as we consider it.